0: Listening to the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Now let's go down to the pumpkin patch. Foggy Jack Live is part of the Angry Bookworm Radio Network. Visit theangrybookworm.com for more shows like this one. Are you scared of clowns? Well, in this episode of the Pumpkin Patch and Foggy Jack on the Foggy Jack Live Network, you might want to run from outer space because we're going to review Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. You see that? Something. Different. It's the shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? <laughs> 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 They've been knocking him dead. All over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Uh-uh. <laughs> So you stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. Uh-oh. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. Alright, for those of you that haven't seen this movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, go watch it now. I'll wait. If you watched it yet, still waiting. Alright, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, There's a few of them that I'm, like, these are top, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space is at the top. Um... When a small town is invaded by aliens from outer space who are capturing and killing the townspeople, no one takes them seriously. Why? The aliens all look like circus clowns, use weapons that look clown-like, and all have painted-on smiles. Only a few of the young people in the town realize the danger, and of course, no one believes them. Armed with an ice cream truck, uh, they try to rescue their friends. So I just was going to go through and talk kind of just some fun facts about this movie. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was a cinematic tightrope act released in 1988. The film skirted the divide between comedy and chills while also juggling elements, elements of classic B movies, punk rock and the Memphis style art aesthetic. Um, a dream project for its creators, the cult classic looks at science fiction tropes through a fun house mirror. Plus, it showcased some of the deadliest desserts in film history. Fun fact number one, it was written, produced, and directed by three brothers. This passion project was a family affair. Bronx natives and special effect artists Charles Edward and Stephen Chiodo arrived on the Hollywood scene back in in the 1980s. In 1982, they founded their own company, Chido Brothers Productions. Since then, a huge array of directors have enlisted the trio services. From some of their most iconic work includes the large Marge claymation from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and the monster effects from Critters. One day, Stephen found himself entertaining a spooky hypothetical. In a th- thought exercise, the artist tried to come up with a single the single scariest image that he could devise. I imagine myself driving up a lonely mountain road and somebody's passing me on the left. And when I turn to see who it is, it's a clown. When he thought, when he brought the idea to his brothers, Charles came up with a twist. What if the clowns were actually aliens? And what if they were driving, they weren't driving a car, but levitating over the ground. The brothers converted this premise into a feature length movie script once Trans World Entertainment greenlit the film. Steven stepped up to the plate and directed it. Uh, Number two, the clown's explosive noses were an homage to zombie cinema. Every monster needs an Achilles heel, and as Officer Dave learns in the clip above, the space clowns are no exception. Punch, kick, or shoot one of of these aliens, and the bright red nose and the creatures will explode. In a 2011 Spooky Empire horror convention, the Chidos revealed that this little attribute was inspired by a familiar trope in zombie cinema. It seems so logical. Um, Shoot the nose, kill the clown. How do you kill a zombie? Shoot the brains, kill the zombie. Same idea. Number three, Mike's Rubber Raft has its own backstory. Zombie references are just the beginning. Growing up, the Chidos were big monster movie fans. Killer Clowns spoof spoofs a lot of their all time favorites. The cotton candy cocoons, for example, are a riff on the pods from inv- Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And in an obvious wink to the blob, the first big scene in Killer Clowns finds a pair of teenagers making out in a parking lot, pinto uh, in a parked pinto, when suddenly a meteorite crashes their scenic lookout point. The car belongs to Mike, who used it to Romance's girlfriend, Debbie. For some reason, the young lovers chose to lock lips on top of an inflatable, inflatable yellow raft in the trunk. Why does Mike keep the thing there? A lot of fans have pondered the very question. According to Charles, Debbie asks him point blank in the original script. Mike answers with her a story about how he was out rafting a Long Island sound when one night when... His good pals, the Terenzi brothers, uh, when his father heard about the incident, he flipped out, so poor Mike now has to hide the inflatable boat in his pinto. Although the dialogue-heavy scene was shot, it ended up getting cut because Charles Chido words, we had too much much exposition. Um, Number four, the drag racer clown literally had a few tricks up his sleeve. Stephen Chido's original thought experiment, uh, the sparks which set the whole project in into motion, um, which shows the space clown. Let's see. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. This. I'm just going to start this part over. Number four. Stephen Chido's original thought experiment, the sp- that sparked which set the whole project into motion was realized in a heart racing action sequence, which shows a space clown with headlights on a sole on the soles of his giant shoes, levitating next to the car and then drives the vehicle off the road to pull off this visual, a stunt man in a killer clown costume was seated on a mechanical rig that was physically connected to the car. A controller in the suit's wrist enabled the man to move said, said rig backwards and forwards as needed. Number five, it was Christopher Titus's first movie. Keep an eye out for Christopher Titus during the opening credit sequence. He's a blonde teen who casually strolls in front of Officer Moody's police car while drowning a can of beer. Today, the stand-up comedian is best known for his edgy work sitcom, Titus. Um, and his one-man special, Norman Rockwell, is bleeding. Shh. Hippie, uh, my dog says hi. Number six, to keep that balloon animal from popping, the effect team coated it in latex. Being teenagers in a horror movie, Mike and Debbie can't help but do some snooping while they discover a circus-themed spaceship. The clowns soon chase them out and then use a balloon dog to track their scent. The gag proved difficult to shoot. In in the scene, the inflatable pooch gets dragged over some rough forest floor terrain. As Charles Chido explains the DVD bonus documentary, Creating Clowns, their balloon kept popping prematurely on pine cones and other objects. So to get the shot, they gave one of the dogs a protective layer of latex and then solidified it with a hairdryer. That did the trick number seven the pie scene was more complex than it looked pie in the face humor is a time-honored tradition one that killer clowns suburbs by having a luckless security guard get pelted to death with highly acidic desserts for this famous scene the chidos decided to use actual pies instead of the more conventional shaving cream filled tins though more realistic the approach had some drawbacks we needed the colored filling to be our final reveal and we needed the crust and we found out that getting hit in the face with a pie at close range was painful four primary generic clown heads mask molds were built number eight at the 2011 spooky empire convention charles chido told the crowd that steven wanted the team to sculpt four generic head types one round, one triangular, one inverted triangular, and one peanut-shaped. Once completed, they were mass-produced, with the effects artist creating two clown characters for each one of the molds. On top of that, the original mass molds made for Clownzilla, the giant who shows up in the film's climax. But how did the masks change their facial expressions on camera? That was made possible through a system of built-in mechanically controlled cables. By the way, some of the masks were later repurposed as troll heads for the 1991 comedy Ernest Ernest Scared Stupid, which the Chattos also worked on. Number nine, the Dickies wrote the Killer Clown theme song before they saw the movie. Just like the blob, Killer Clowns from Outer Space opens with an original title song. However, instead of a sexy, heavy lounge number, we get an energetic punk rock jam courtesy of the Dickies. When the band was asked to compose the theme song for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, they wrote one entirely on the basis of their gut reaction to the movie's title. Number 10. The sequel has been in development for 29 years. This would be a sequel I would be very excited to see. Um, In 2012, Kramer said that one proposed sequel idea would take his characters in a tragic new direction. One of the Chitos came up with the idea that everybody thinks Mike Tobacco was crazy, Kramer said. Set along after the event of the original movie. This hypothetical follow-up would portray Mike Tobacco as the town drunk who everyone else seemed to be crazy, believed to be crazy, until the clowns return. The Chitos have also discussed the possibility of a four-part trilogy. They'd be part sequel and part remake and produce for cable television. Um, either way, I think a cool, I think a sequel is needed for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but it has to be set in the exact way they filmed it back then. Thank you guys for joining me down here, um, in the Pumpkin Patch, and I will catch you next time. The Foggy Jack Live Podcast supports haunters against hate because hate is the scariest thing of all. We also support The Trevor Project, saving young LGBTQ lives. Please, if you feel that you need to talk to someone and that you need help, please don't hesitate to contact The Trevor Project. 1-866-488-7386 Once again, that's one 1- Or you can call the U.S. National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Please reach out to them. If you need help or if you just need someone to talk to, you are loved and you are cared for here at the Foggy Jack live podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Foggy Jack 13 That's where we're most active and that's where you can find all of our other shows that we have here with daily updates on the new shows. Also, click the link in the bio for our t-shirts. Make sure you grab a Foggy Jack Live t-shirt. We have quite a few different styles of t-shirts we have. From the classic orange logo to a purple logo to even a playboy mansion model logo go check them out in the bio you can also find our website all of our other social media accounts and so much more if you like the show please consider joining our patreon page for three five or twelve dollars a month with all of those you get five bonus episodes a week plus I'm going to start sending out postcards to each and every one of you every month for the podcast and thanking you guys for being a member of the Foggy Jack Live Patreon page or the Pumpkin Guts episodes. You can also be a sponsor to the show. You just go over to Patreon and look for the sponsorship tab. Thank you guys so much for joining me down at the Pumpkin Patch where the hunters meet the haunted. I will see you next time on the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Thank you. Goodbye and blessed be. Oh, it's getting spooky in here.